I think probably most of us remember well uh, what we were doing in the months of COVID lockdown when everybody was locked in tight. Um, some of us were very, very proficient at Netflix. I got, I was, got into this series called uh, The Taco Chronicles. Talks about all about tacos. Awesome. It's amazing. Made me proud to have so many awesome tacos at St. Mike's. Um, some of us got very good at uh, Zoom meetings. Some of us got very good at walking. Some of us watched a whole lot of the Tiger King. Um, you know, we, we did things to keep ourselves occupied. For myself, uh, I met with our parish administrator. You know, we had nothing but time at, at that time. So me and her, we got together with um, one of the men, men who's on our uh, parish council who's got a marketing company. And we just got together and said, okay, you know what, where do we want to go when we get out of this little thing we call COVID? What's our goal two years from now and five years from now for St. Mike's Parish? So that's what we did. And we looked at this and this and this and this and this and this and we looked at all these different factors and, and we're trying to think, okay, where do we want to go as a parish, right? Actually, it's really helpful. I wish more pastors would do that. I'm not holding myself up, but I can tell you it's really helpful exercise um, to think in terms of the future. Those of you that manage people or companies, I think you'd agree that you always have to have one foot in the now and one foot in the future, right? What's your vision? So we said, well, before we figure out what we want to do with this parish, let's talk about what we don't want. What do we not want for St. Mike's Parish? Okay. Well, you know, we've, we, there's many parishes. You go to this parish, and that's their Mass. And we don't talk to them because that's their Mass, and this is our Mass. And never the twigs shall meet. Right? Okay, well, we don't want that. Still, you go to other parishes, and you have to rub shoulders with the right people to be somebody important. You have to give a certain amount to be somebody important. You have to know somebody. You have to be in the right clique to be somebody important. All right, we don't want that. I've been in parishes before <laughs> where it, we can aptly call it the frozen chosen. Right? What do I mean? It means they ain't going to change, boy. In my finest English, they ain't going to change. It's not that they're bad people, but they've been doing the same thing since 1973. And that's the model they're going from, boy. And they absolutely will not change, nor do we want anybody new. Right? Okay, we'll figure out what we don't want. Let's talk about what we do want as a parish. And that's what we talked about. And after we looked at all these things, it kept coming back to one sentence. Why not, in St. Mike's Parish, why not try something new? As a parish, why not try something new? In other words, let's do something that hasn't been done. I mean, it can't hurt. Let's try it. And I have to say, and I take zero credit for this, it's our staff, it's done all the awesome work, I think it's working. I think it's working. You know, this, this 
weekend every year. On Epiphany weekend, we, I give what's called the State of the Parish Address. That sounds formal. What does it mean? It means I talk about what have we done this, this year? What are we going to do this coming year? And I won't go through it all, but you have in your pews on the, on the sides the list. You can read it when you get time. English and Spanish, okay? What do we do? What are we going to do? So what do we do this year? Well, for one thing, Jesus said, you're the light of the world. All these lights here, these are all new. All this is new. You recall we used to have spotlights over here. So they came and installed new lighting. We got new doors on the churches. These roofs on the sides, those are new on both sides, all the leaks fixed. This entire ceiling on this church, this whole thing was fixed. You know, they were up here fixing the leaks on the outside of the church earlier this year, and I was walking outside, and they saw me, and they said, hey, Father Ben, you want to come up here? And I will not repeat what I said, <laughs> but suffice to say, priests probably shouldn't say that. I told them, there's not enough tequila in the world to get me up there. No, sir, I'm not going up there. But they fixed that. You know, over the course of two years, we have installed a new HVAC and heating system in this church. It took about two years to do it. In my six years here, this is the first year, the first year, that I can walk into the door in the morning when I open this church, regardless of the time of year, and it's the exact same temperature. And I walk in, and I'm like, Jesus, it's the little things in life. Thank you. It's so nice. We've never had that before. So thank you to those of you that made that possible. You know, we've got a new pavilion out here. Sound system, uh, heating, ceiling fan. If you haven't seen it, if you park over here, pop over here and see it. It's pretty cool. We fixed our, the holes in our parking lot. That's nice. Right behind us, you may have noticed there's a school. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this, but every week in our school, there are circa 850 children in that school with our PRE and with Compass School. It's about 850 kids. It's over 100 teachers that are in that school every week. Two years ago, when I was walking around visiting the classes, they had so many kids in one of those classes that they were sitting on the floor. I felt horrible. They were on the floor. So we got them desks. Now they can sit down, heaven forbid, right? We've renovated that school top to bottom, left to right, the roof, power spray, paint, new ceilings, new everything. It's all brand new. That's only been possible by the, the generosity of donors and by the work with the school. Thank you, Jesus. It's so nice that I, we can go visit the kids and they got, a, they, can, they got a comfortable place to study. God's been good to us. Do you know that we have, we have security guards here seven days a week? Right now there's two out there. That ain't cheap. Hands down, that's our biggest expense here. 
security. It's necessary in Memphis. So we're, we're, we're getting there. Do you know that on our podcast, it's called Soul Food Priest. Woo-hoo! We've had over 50,000 downloads. And by the way, we're doing this not, frankly, no offense, we're not doing this for you. We're doing this for people that could give a you-know-what about their faith. That's what we're trying to reach. The people that would never, it would, <laughs> it would never dawn on them to come to any church, to KLS, because they're never going to come here. But you know what? Maybe when they're sitting in traffic and they're bored, they're like, oh, man, well, you know, let's give it a go. That's the one I want to reach. And I don't care if they, ever, if, if they never show up here. But maybe, maybe they'll think about forming some kind of relationship with God. So this is what we did. So what about this year, Father? Um, has anybody noticed there's a big, there's a big uh, front lawn in front of this church? Big front lawn. So we need more parking. So what our plan is, our tentative plan, is that we will have more parking. And heaven forbid, we could actually use the front doors of the church when people come in. That's one of the plans. Tomorrow, this time, I will have a funeral. When they bring in a coffin tomorrow to the coffin, they're going to have to come in these doors here. So they can't come in that front door when they bring in a coffin or we have a wedding. So they'll come in this way. Actually, what they do is they come in, come back, and then come back here. So what we're going to do is install a ramp and a driveway in the front of that church so they can actually bring in a coffin. Oh, and by the way, it might be you one day, all right? So we're going to do this. Look, this is a good problem. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Please understand me but we have absolutely outgrown our space in our office. When I got here six years ago, there was one employee. We now have 21 employees, 21. And uh, some of our employees, there's three to an office. They've, ne- <laughs> they've never once complained, ever. Um, but the, it's, a, it's small. So we need more space. So we, at some point, I'm not asking for anything now, trust me. I'm just saying as a preview of coming attractions, we're going to have to move in that direction at some point. Do you know we still don't have a parish hall here? At some point, we're going to have to do that. Yesterday, I was teaching Spanish RCIA, which is right beneath your feet in St. Leo's Hall. No joke. When they meet down there, I'm not exaggerating. Their shoulders are touching. Their soldiers are touching. Anybody ever been to the Orpheum? You know how tight those seats are? I'm not sure who thought that was a good idea. All right, but this is tighter than that. They're this close for class every week. All right, we we need to expand. We need to expand. Do you know that we have um, ministries that are growing, our special needs, our souls for service? Um, do you know that we have a full-time bilingual substance abuse counselor now that can meet with families that need help with this free of charge? She's certified. 
We offer this because we want to help the people of God. What are some of the other things we're going to be doing? Well, for one thing, one of the things we're doing is we're, we're gradually trying to grow and work with our Catholic and non-Catholic communities here in the city, especially to fight some of the crime and the situations that we see. You know, the, this, is, this is such a beautiful parish, and I wish that, to God that people could see what we see. You know, every Sunday I sit up here and I can look out and see people from a dozen different, different countries. And that's only the English Mass. We have seven Masses here every weekend. People that speak in multiple, multiple different languages. So I'll close with this. This past year, in Vasilia, California, they opened a parish called St. Charles Borromeo Parish this past February. It's the largest Catholic parish in the United States. The largest Catholic parish in the United States. They have 15,000 families. It's 35,000 square foot church. Massive. It's called St. Charles Borromeo. And when they opened it, the pastor stood at the front, and this is what he said. He said, I could care less about numbers. It's not about numbers. And this is what he said, and I want to share this with you. He said, when I stand before Jesus, he is not going to ask us about numbers. You know what he's going to ask us about? He's going to say, Father, what did you do to get my people closer to me? Now, I tell people all the time, look, I'm, I'm trying to get you to heaven, but I want to get there too. One of the reasons I want to get there is I know the produce in heaven is awesome. Okay? I think they've got caffeinated avocados, right? But I want to get there too. And when I kneel before the Lord, that's what he's going to ask me. Father Ben, what did you do to get these people to me? Because as a priest, as a pastor, I am effective and I'm really doing my job if I can fade into the wallpaper. And I can say, this is Jesus. You guys talk. That's my plan. Here at St. Mike's, we have over 3,000 families. And it is, one of the things that's so beautiful is I do think, granted I'm biased, but I do think that we are doing something different, right? that we're doing something different. And at the end of the day, I can promise you this. Look, I'm not perfect, and I take no credit, and I'm a weak and flawed priest and a weak and flawed pastor, but I can guarantee you this much, darn it. I'm going to give this parish every drop of blood I have and 10 drops more. A promise. And I would ask the same of you. Please stand.